And I've got to, does anybody know a good Bible fixer by chance? Because I need a Bible fixer. My Bible is falling apart on me up here. You do? Good. I'm going to talk to you after. I need someone to remend this thing for me. I really like this Bible, and I don't want to lose it. It's got lots of notes in it. But if you'll open up to page 1497 in your Bible, hopefully it's not separate from your book. We're going to look right there tonight. Amen? I guess I've been here quite a bit. I want to give you, for just a few minutes tonight, I want to give you a little bit of doctrine. Is that all right? Some awesome doctrine. We talked last Sunday morning on Easter Sunday about the power of the cross. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that uh, are, is talked about today all over the world. And there's a lot of uh, what I could call spiritual fluff that gets talked about. A lot of things that theologi- theologically gets argued over. But there's some basics we need to know as believers. And I said on Sunday, the cross is the key and Jesus Christ is the key. Amen. If you've got that down and you understand who Jesus is and you understand what Jesus did for you, then you're good. Amen. The rest is going to work it out. It would be a bad thing to have everything else understood and and know all the Old Testament teachings and know the books of the Bible and on and so forth and not understand who Jesus Christ is. If you miss that, you miss the mark because the whole Bible is about Jesus, him coming him back in the Old Testament, him coming on the scene in the New Testament, him being in heaven right now, and him coming back for his church again. He is the whole Bible, amen? Remember John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word is Jesus Christ, amen? And so we know tonight that we believe, and this is, this is almost a kind of a prelude sort of to what you know, Pastor Andrews will be talking about in the beginning class, but this is one of those things where we just need to, to get this part We believe tonight in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Amen? Many religions, many beliefs tonight believe that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three different distinct gods. Amen? They're one. They're three in one, one in three. Okay? Some people believe that that, uh, Jesus Christ alone is God. And there's all kinds of stuff out there, but we believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and that's not what I'm going to talk about tonight. I'm going to talk about God the Son, Jesus Christ. But I want you to look at the book of 2 John, and it's only a couple of pages. Say amen if you're there. It's actually only one chapter. I could have thrown you off by telling you to go to 2 John chapter 4. And you'd have been finding out real quick it's not there. Second John. I mean, how many are there? Let's read this tonight. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this Wednesday night service. We thank you for everybody who's here. We just ask you for a few minutes that we could focus on, on the word tonight. Focus on you. That we could learn something. That we could grow every day, Father, in the word. We ask you to anoint the word tonight. Anoint your scriptures and let them come alive to us. Let this not be a religion tonight. Let this be a relationship, Father. Let us understand you better and let us walk out of this place different than when we came in. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Verse 1, the elder to the elect lady and her children whom I love in truth and not only I but also all those who have known the truth because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us 
forever. Let me just say something real quick because I know some of you might be confused already. Who's the elect lady? The Bible does not tell us, obviously, in this book specifically. It could obviously be one of two people. It could be a person. could be a person. It could be a lady that, that John was speaking to. And because he mentioned in the New Testament many times, there was a mentions of ladies who were serving and doing things for the Lord. Uh, but I, others would say that it, and would lean more towards this being the church because there's no name given. Usually when the woman was mentioned in the New Testament, uh, Priscilla or, or uh, Aquila, they would mention the name. And so because it says to the elect lady and her children, uh, I would lean tonight towards that being the church and us being and the children of God being the church, the children that he's talking about. Okay. And so it says grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God, the father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the son of the father in truth and love. How many see two of the three of the Trinity right there? God the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father. Verse 4, I rejoice greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth as we receive commandment from the Father. We see a picture right here of the church. Not everybody that is in the church is walking in the truth. Amen? Now remember, when I say the church and we're in the Bible, we're not talking about just Victory World Outreach on Fort Worth Drive. We're talking about the church of Jesus Christ. And we know tonight by these scriptures that everybody that that says they're a Christian is not saved. Everybody that says they're a Christian is not walking in the truth. And he's saying that. I rejoice greatly that I have found how many? Some of your children walking in. In truth, as we receive commandment from the Father. Verse 5, and now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments. How many want to walk in God's commandments tonight? And he says, this is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. Now he, he begins to get to the meat of what he wants to say. For many, verse 7, many deceivers have gone out into the world. Now, this is what I want you to underline. If you've got your pen, mark it with your highlight marker. This is what I want you to see of this message tonight. Uh, And this says, for many deceivers have gone out in the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. That is very, 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 very to the 55th power important. You must believe tonight and understand the importance of understanding that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Okay, he came to this earth. He touched ground. He walked in a human body. That may not tonight uh, confuse you, but there are many religions, many religions, uh, cults. How many know there's a lot of cults today? I'm not going to name names. I don't have to. There's lots of cults that have an appearance of the truth. There, there's certain things they believe. There's certain things that they hold to. But then somewhere along the line, they pull a little bit out or throw a little in, and it becomes a false doctrine. How many know that truth always is going to be truth 100% all the way through? Truth can't be 90%. Truth's 100%. So we can't have 90% truth and 10% man. 
or 10% false doctrine. And man, if you begin to read the scriptures, you see all through the New Testament these warnings to the churches. Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and to the Dentonites tonight. Amen. He's warning us. Amen. He's warning us all the time that there's a lot of false stuff out there. There's a lot of stuff that's called fool's gold. It looks good. It sounds good, but it's not real. And these are one of the things, if you really want to be helped tonight in your faith, these are one of the things you need to get. You need to know Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And I'm going to show you in a second, there's a way you can know if a person's a believer or not. You can know if they're part of a false religion or a cult tonight by these scriptures. Because he says, that one more time we read it, those who do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. Look at what it says. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Or the spirit of the antichrist. Some of these false religions I'm talking about tonight, church, have existed less than 200 years. They started way too late. Amen? Uh, and I could go into other religions as well that along the way, you got to remember that the Bible, the New Testament was written 2,000 years ago. Okay, a little less than 2,000 years ago because it was finished around 70 A.D. Okay, 70 to 80 A.D. After Jesus died, the book, the Bible was written. And, and what did it say in the book of Revelation? At the end, it says, do not add and do not take away. Do not add and do not take away. If you add all the plagues in this book, and boy, you start in Genesis, there's a lot of them. All these plagues will be added to you, and if you take away, your name will be taken out of the book of life. You do not add, you do not take away. And we've got all these false religions and cults who along the way have added and taken away and added and taken away. And they have an appearance, Philippians says, they have an appearance of good, but they deny the power thereof. Okay, so we have to understand that we can't have just a little bit of truth. We have to be full gospel believers. We have to believe in everything the word of God says. And you've got to learn to take the word of God as is. As is. Well, I don't know if Jonah really went into a fish. Well, I don't know if he really parted the Red Sea. Well, I don't, and you can go all these things. You better, if the word of God says it, you better believe it. Don't start going off, and, and that's exactly what people have done. Over 2,000 years, they've read and read and read, and no, I don't agree with that, and no, that don't suit me, and no, that's not culturally right. And today, in this generation we have, everybody's changing things to suit their beliefs. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away or change. Amen. He did a good job. He finished it. Jesus said on the cross, it's finished. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. John the Revelator finished the book of Revelation. And at the end, he said, don't add and don't take away. I don't know what part they don't get of that. But they do. And so he says, this is a deceiver and a false antichrist. Now look at verse 8. Look to yourselves. See, this is a personal thing, church. Pay attention tonight. This is personal. Right here when he says, look to yourself, that means I and me alone, I got to work on my salvation with the Lord. I got to look in the mirror. This is a personal walk with the Lord. I hope my wife lives for God. I hope my daughters live for God. I hope you live for God. But me and God, we got to work out this thing together. And it says, look to yourselves. Amen? 
Look to yourselves. Now watch what it says. That we do not lose those things which we worked for, but that we would receive a full reward. And then he says, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ, look, has both the Father and the Son. If anyone, anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. Let me take a 30-second plug. Don't let Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses into your house. That says right there, do not let them into your house. They're pretty smart, aren't they, when they wrote the Bible? They knew what the, these people were going to do. Well, I'm going to convince them. Well, I'm going to teach them. No, you're not. That's not your place. Those people are brainwashed. I'm not saying they can't get saved. Trust me, anybody can get saved. But they've been brainwashed. And they're only out for one reason, and it's to confuse you trick you and change things around and they're going to come at you with these certain things that sound right look right and they're going to put Jesus in front of you and they're going to say they believe in all the things you believe but then all of a sudden when they get you hooked they're going to say hey I got another book yeah. they're going to whip out the book that was written a couple hundred years ago and it was a new revelation by a new person that's not what the scriptures say you don't, we don't need another book. We've got the book. We've got the only book. Amen? We don't need another revelation. And so, I mean, this is pretty clear. If anyone comes, don't bring them into your house or even greet them. I just gave a license to a whole lot of people. Don't be mean to them either. But, man, it says don't greet them. So, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Wow, the scriptures are straightforward, aren't they? Now, go over with me to 1 John. Okay, we were in 2 John, and this is another page that's loose for me. 1 John, chapter 1. Sorry, chapter 2. I think I've got written one down, but... Let me make sure since I've got pages loose here. Yeah, chapter 2 comes before 3, right? Okay. All right. As long as that page don't fall apart, it's hanging by a thread. I'm good. 1 John chapter 1 or 2. 2. I've got one written down, but it's not. Okay, you there? Verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. How many are anointed tonight? How many want to be more anointed, more full of the Spirit? And you know all things, he says. Why do we know all things? Because we study the Scriptures. Amen, we're not just listening and going, yeah, we're studying, we're testing it out, we're looking, we're in the Word. And it says, we study the Scriptures, and he says, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Now look at verse 22. Who is a liar? Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is the anointed one. Amen? 
Who is a liar? You need to know who a liar is tonight. Anybody who takes away the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay, that means that Jesus is not one of the ways. He's not a good way. He's not a great way. He's the only way. Jesus Christ, the, the anointed one, not one of the anointed ones. He says, if you are talking to somebody and they deny that Jesus is the Christ and they say, well, and let me just, let me just throw this out because I know we might have a lot of exes in here. Listen, Mary was a wonderful woman, but you cannot pray to Mary. Mary is not a mediator. Mary is not in any place that she can be prayed to. There's one mediator. There's people today, and not just Mary, there's people that pray to the saints. There's people that pray to Mary. There's people that pray to all kinds of people. If people pray to anybody else but Jesus Christ, they're a liar. That's what the scriptures say. Are we reading the same book? They're a liar if they deny that Jesus is the Christ. Now, don't worry tonight. Man, I know all these people that, listen, that's why the Bible says that in the end, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. In the end, they're going to confess that Christ is Lord. Like I said Sunday morning, the key is that we confess it now. While it's still day, the Bible says, while we can still work, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And when we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that means he's not just a Lord. He's Lord, which means we need to give him lordship of our lives. And we need to give him everything in our hearts. And we need to say, God, I no longer live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. I've been bought with a price. Amen. I love Jesus with everything I have. And as you've heard the story before, I'm not going to give him the keys to a few of my bedrooms. I'm going to give him the keys to all of my house. The closets, the bathroom, the outside, everywhere. Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen. We can't serve two masters. He says if anybody denies that Jesus is the Christ, he is antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. They work together. So that means you can't just believe in God. You can't just, I believe in, how many people do you know? I believe in God. That's not enough. There's a lot of gods with little g. And the Bible even talks about them. Lots of them. We know tonight, I've said it before, India has millions. Millions of gods. Millions and millions of gods. But the Bible's telling us this is all about Jesus. Okay, so if anything is leading us away from Jesus, it's a lie. It's not that Jesus is good. Again, it's not that they mention Jesus. Jesus has to be the focal point. How many are getting that? It's not that, well, this is our religion, and this is what we believe, and this is blah, 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 and Jesus is good too. No, Jesus is not good too. Jesus is Lord. Amen? He's the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our faith tonight. Amen? He's everlasting. Amen? He's not just a God. He is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Amen? And he reigns, and we're his children tonight. And he wants us to hold to that truth. 
Oh, why would we fall? Well, why would he write this? Why would he write this? And why did they have this problem 2,000 years ago? Because people are always trying to reinvent the wheel and make up new stuff. And, oh, you know what? We're in the 20th century. That gospel's old now. We got to do something new. No. Amen? Go over to 2 John. No, that's where we started, huh? Just making sure you're awake. 1 John 4. I got all this stuff in these two pages. These are special pages. I can walk around easy, easy with this. 1 John 4. Now, right before we read this part to end up tonight, there's a lot of good verses right here. Let me just give you some discipleship 101 on Jesus. What does it mean to come in the flesh? What does it mean? What does it mean that Jesus came in the flesh? It's, it's very important that we understand that everything the Bible says Jesus is, he is. Everything. And nothing less. And nothing more. Nothing more means that people over the centuries have tried to make Jesus Christ the husband of Mary Magdalene. Lie. Lie. If you entertain those thoughts, you're in trouble. That's a lie. There's nothing in the scriptures. And not only is there nothing in the scriptures, church, if he got married, we're done. We're done. I don't know if you understand that. Oh, man, you know, he could have got married. He's a man. He had blah, blah, blah. If he got married, we're done. There's no salvation because he would have mixed blood. And that's a whole other subject. His virgin birth. Jesus coming in the flesh means that he had to come from heaven and come into a human body and he had to be born of a virgin. He had to come into that body and be born in this earth without being infested with sin. He was placed in there by the Holy Spirit, which means he was born without being infested with the sin line, the bloodline of sin, okay? So you have to understand, Jesus Christ coming in the flesh means he was born of a virgin. Now, another doctrinal issue that's wrong and false today is that Mary stayed a virgin, that we still worship the Virgin Mary. She's not a virgin anymore. As soon as she conceived, her and Joseph were married. And they did what married people do. And they had more babies. Jesus had brothers and sisters. You cannot stay a virgin. It happened once, but didn't happen two or three or four times. Amen. Only Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Okay? So she, he was, she's no longer a virgin, and she was a virgin as she had Jesus, and she was chosen because she was faithful, but it could have been another woman's name. Amen? Mary is not a deity that the, the world has made her today. And again, I'm very careful. I'm not tearing Mary down. Mary is one of our heroes. But she's not a God. She has no deity in her. She did not come in the flesh. She was flesh. See what I'm saying? She, Jesus came in the flesh to take our place. And if you mess with the doctrine of any of that stuff, you lose the salvation that we have because God had the plan and it had to be perfect. So he was born of a virgin, which means he came into the earth without sin. 
And not only was he born of a virgin and came into life without sin, he lived a sinless life. That's the other part that you must understand about what makes Jesus Christ and him coming in the flesh. So if we say he got married, if we say, oh, he might have slipped up, if we say, oh, all these different things, we ruin his divinity because he was God in the flesh, but the Bible says he was perfect and blameless and did not sin. There was no sin in him. Amen. Ever. I don't know about that. Ever. Don't mess with that. Don't mess with that, amen? Don't let people mess with that. When you begin to touch that stuff, you're doing what the book of John is talking about. You're messing with Jesus Christ coming in the flesh. And then obviously you finish up with him, what we talked about on Easter, him taking our place, him being beaten, him being crucified, him dying a substitutionary death for us once and for all. Amen? Once and for all. Let's end up right here tonight in 1 John 4. Verse 1. You there? Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. You want to know if God is in a place. You want to know if God is involved. You want to know if God is there. This is what it says. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Can't be any more clear than that. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Amen. How many are, how many are getting this tonight? He came in the flesh. And if we do anything else to that, if we add, if we take away, we are not of God. We cannot mess with those things. And these, this is doctrine tonight. You, 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 can, you can argue a lot of stuff, but you cannot mess with this. And it's not that the stuff's supposed to be argued about. It's just that people do. But you can't mess with this thing. If you mess with this, if you mess with God's recipe, you mess with God. And so when you begin to hear stuff, that's why God says test the spirits and see if they're of God. And this is one way. You know, when I've prayed for people that have had demonic spirits in them, that's one of the ways I can know when I'm praying for somebody if they have Jesus in their life or if, they're, or, if they're, or if they're of the devil or if they still are of the devil and they haven't been delivered. Because a demonic spirit cannot say Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Cannot say it. I've prayed for people before. They've been filled with demons. I've been praying for them and I've said, say Jesus is Lord and they cannot say it. I've seen them try. Those demons try. They cannot say it. It cannot come out of their mouths. That's the way you can test the spirit. So if you're talking to somebody and, and you want to know if they, I mean, if you just want to break it down real fast to them and you want to know if they're of God, do you believe Jesus Christ came in the flesh? And if they look at you weird, then you'll know. 
Amen. God's got ways for us to understand who's of God and who's not. But you've got all these religions today that are fooling people by the millions. By the millions. Because they have an appearance of good. Millions. Telling you that the Jehovah's Witness and the Mormons tonight, tonight are all over the world. And they are fooling people like crazy. Why? Because the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And these aren't even long books. This isn't in the Old Testament. He said, I've got a way for you to know if somebody's of God. What I'm trying to tell you tonight is if you don't get everything else, get this. This is the basics. This is the foundation. The Bible says Jesus is, that's why it says he's the chief cornerstone. He's the foundation of our faith. You don't, he said, all other, other ground is what? Sinking ground, amen? You can't build the, the, a church upon anything but Jesus. He told Peter, upon you, this rock, Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And what did Peter do? Peter preached that gospel till he died about Jesus. Amen? And he confessed. Man, if you saw any of those Bible shows that they put on, if you've seen any, of, any movies, if you've ever seen the things that depict, you see that those men, they were just like you and me. Those men and women that when Mary went to the tomb that morning to find Jesus, they were human beings just like us. And I don't know about you, but it raised my faith to see that I have more faith than they do, than they did. Did anybody else feel that way? I feel like I have more faith. I was telling Kristen, I believe and I haven't seen Jesus. Yet they were walking with him and saw all those miracles. And while he was being crucified, they were questioning. But I believe tonight. I got a lot of faith. You got a lot of faith. If you're here tonight and you believe Jesus Christ is the son of God, you got more faith than Peter. You got a lot more faith than Thomas. Because I've never touched his hands or his feet, and I believe with all my heart that he rose from the dead and he died for me tonight. Amen? Close with this. Verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. You've heard this verse before in verse 17 and 18. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And look at this. We love him because he first loved us. Amen? So we got some good doctrinal stuff right here in these scriptures. And I just wanted to, I wanted to give that to you tonight following up from Sunday. The musicians can come tonight uh, of talking about the cross so you understand this thing. You, you can leave with something in your head. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And if somebody says they don't believe that, they're not of God. It's that simple. If they try to add something, if they try to take something away, if they try to do anything to it, they're not of God. And you can take them to these scriptures and show them. He says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. I want to leave you with a thought tonight as the musicians are getting ready. 
I don't think we understand tonight how powerful it is to be children of God. We are his children tonight. The Bible says we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. How many, how many watched any of that Bible series? As you were watching it and you're sitting there watching these Bible characters, that's me and you. They're us. The only difference was they were 2,000 years before us. Sometimes we feel so separated and so far because it's been so long. That was us. We are them. He didn't choose special, super spiritual people. Matter of fact, he chose people that were really messed up. He said, I'm going to use you. I love when he got in the boat with Peter and he said, Peter said, what are we going to do, Jesus? We're going to change the world. We can change the world tonight. We can change the world tonight. Oh, I'm just a person in 2013. No, you're, there's no difference between you and Peter. There's no difference between you and Mary. There's no difference between you and anybody in the Bible. The Bible says he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't love them any more than he loves us. And a matter of fact, I'm probably going to mention this on Sunday. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're, we're more, to me, we're more blessed than they were. You know why? Because we're living in the last generation. Jeff, Jeff, there's a little bit of hiss coming from something somewhere, if it's able to be taken care of. What? Hi. You just waved at me. Can't hear it? No. We're not going to do nothing about it? There's a, oh, there's a hiss. <laughs> I thought you know you couldn't hear me. <laughs> He's back there waving at me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Give you a hug after. How many get that? We're more blessed because we're in the last generation. And you know what that means? That means God trusted us to be the last generation church, to do something amazing for God. I don't want to drop this, this baton that's been passed for 2,000 years. I don't, want, I don't want those disciples to have died with this truth, for this truth, and then let us just let it slip away. We need to get jealous over the Word of God. We need to get jealous over the truth. There's so much garbage going on today in the world, and that's the sin world. But you know what? It's creeping into the church in the aspect of how truth is being bent. Do you get that? Truth is truth. There's things in this Bible we have to learn to protect. You don't mess with the Bible. And the Bible doesn't change because of generations. If it was sin in Genesis, it's sin today. If it was right in Genesis, it's right today. Amen? The, the Bible has not changed. It's, it's the same. It's why he said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to protect this thing. And I want to challenge you tonight to hold to the truth. Hold to the truth. Be the remnant church that God has called us to be tonight. Begin to study the scriptures more than you ever have. Begin to get in this book and understand what you believe. Because a lot of people out there think they know what they believe and they're being fooled. They're looking at those other books. And listen, church, they know it better than we do. That's what's sad. we got to get in the book. we got to have an understanding of what we believe. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for truth. We thank you that we don't have to be confused. We don't have to be lost tonight. We don't have to wonder. We can just simply look at your word 
And Lord, all these things that Paul dealt with with the, with the churches and John dealt with with the churches in Revelation and John's dealing with right here, Father, in the books of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, it's because the same spirit of Antichrist that exists today existed then. And we have to fight it. We have to battle it. We have to stand up for the truth. And God, I know that in this place tonight, there are many, if not all of us, who are wanting to stand for the truth. And Lord, as we leave this place, God, we have an understanding tonight. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, and died a substitutionary death, and rose from the dead. And that's the truth tonight, Jesus. How many in this place with your heads bowed and eyes closed all over this place? You believe in Jesus Christ tonight. You, you, you know he's, he's alive, and, but you've never confessed it.